welcome to Jesse Wall Radio. Tiara Budiendra is a Javanese fine artist and illustrator who employs color to great success. She recently completed a master's degree in fine art at the University of Brighton in England, a course in which I was also enrolled. We begin discussing the symbolism which is present in many of Tiara's works. Where does this symbolism come from? Because it seems to me that you actually... I could actually categorize you as a symbolist artist, and I don't think that I would be wrong. At first, I didn't realize I was using symbolism, you know, uh, in my artwork, but I don't want to at first. But maybe subconsciously, it began from my roots in Java because we use I mean, a lot of symbolism around me, like even in dancing, in mm -hmm. painting, in poetry, and even in, you know, the, the shadow puppets. Yeah, right. They, yeah. Use, they use a lot, a lot of imagery around me. So maybe subconsciously, I started to use symbols in not just my paintings, but in my graphic works. But I realized that that's like, a safe zone for me so i in the end i do not want to use you know symbolism in my works because that it's too it's too familiar it has influenced me a lot so there's no surprises there anymore you know and as opposed to what would you do if you were to um if you were to avoid symbols in your works like for example your your paintings of of the arms and and ears those are symbols, and if you were to avoid using those, would it become abstract or would it become figurative, but without any kind of direct symbolism? Um, that's why at the end of the MA, I'm leaning towards abstract because uh, I think too much in my painting and when it comes to symbolism. You know, when you paint something, you know, an imagery, you you can't just you can't just paint it naively. So when it mm -hmm. comes to symbolism. I, I use my brain too much, which I do not want. So in the end, I just, I don't want to think. I just want to feel. You mentioned naivete, and that's something that they'll basically, in art school nowadays, they'll just basically accuse anybody who makes figurative work of being naive, you know? And it's like, sorry, but we're not all naive, you know? I have we're to, all naive. It's, it's kind of the point where I actually think that people who use the word naive uh, to in, uh, apply it to figurative art are actually the naive ones themselves, you know what I mean? Because it's like modern art is, <laughs> modern art is, you know, I mean, the 20th century is over, folks. <laughs> I, I, I mean? For me, I'm a newcomer to art. I'm like... My background is from graphics, right? It's so, so strong. And that's why me being naive, I think it's, you know, what's wrong with that, you know? Right. And yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just exploring myself again with either symbolism or, or abstract. So I guess, which is why I'm trying new things. When I start to paint, I learn something about myself. Which at my age, I thought that I know, you know, I know already about myself. I'm a hundred percent confident. But in the end, when I start to paint um, a different kind of painting on a different kind of canvas or medium or anything, you just you learn something more about yourself. So I think my knife part is in there. So yeah. What has been your most satisfying piece yet? Painting or oh, the mushrooms. Design? The mushrooms, really, the and mushrooms. that's a sculpture. That's a sculpture. I know, I know. I don't know why my hands are so eager to continue that that concept. It's not fully, not fully finished. The last time in the MA, so I don't know. I really want to continue that piece, like make a huge, massive one. You know. And what was that called? 
Oh, was it called? Oh, flourishing. 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 Yes, yes. Flourishing. Yeah, that's. The and so, writing. what did you enjoy about it? Because it's sculptural and it's tactile and physical, yes. three-dimensional. Yes, that too. I can play with the textures. I can, I can, I can use my hands more. Actually, I can use my hands more. Or compared to painting, I use a tool, my my brush. So it's not direct. Um, although I still love it that way, but with clay or with, you know, anything but paint, I'm all hands, hands on. You know? So I like the, I like the feeling of making something straight out of my skin. And, um, can you, we didn't go over your background. So are you from mm. Java or are you from Bali? I am from Java. But you've lit, you spent time in Bali Java. too? I spent three months in Bali. Oh, okay. Uh, we have more internships. And tell us, tell us a little bit about Javanese culture. Oh, Javanese culture. They're, they're very polite. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to say no in Javanese, they ha we have to like go around before we can say actual no. That's, oh. that's Java. That's basically Java, my culture. Um, we're very open, but in the same time we're very strict as well with our traditions when it comes to weddings especially you mm -hmm. cannot you cannot have like like an international wedding like um you know like friends over 100 friends and that's it you, you have to invite 500 people <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's not even your friends that's your parents friends and your grandmother's friends you have like around 50 50 people to invite in your own wedding that's javanese and that's not that's that's, that's not half the population of the island, that's not it's not half that the population. island. i know i know <laughs> uh but we're very we're very um very very blessed with our culture i mean at least the the art section Shadow puppets come from your island, right? Or yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's a mix as well. It's from India because Indonesia is um, like centuries ago. We're a mix of Chinese and Indians and Malays. So we have a bit of everything here. We just applied it along the way. We, we applied our own culture in our arts. Yeah. So I can't really say it's 100% Indonesian because the characters uh, has the same characters in India like Rama, Shinta. Have you thought about um, how Javanese uh, shadow puppet tree has influenced your work? Yes, a lot. What? I'm how afraid. has it? How has how? it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe um, the philosophy behind it, maybe. Uh, well, really? It's kind of hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain because it's so complex. Uh, I mean, you know, with the history and everything, but the Javanese philosophy has really influenced my, my way of thinking. In my art, maybe, but that's a mm, how do you call it? That's a kryptonite for me as well because I can't really be loose because right. I have I have to guard certain topics, so I won't disrespect my culture right. like that. Mm, so I can't be totally free with my art in my own country. So, so it serves like, as a constraint. Mm -hmm. Certain aspects of yes. the culture serve as a constraint and then you have to work within the constraint have, do you think that that yes, has exactly. also has that benefited your art has it given your art a kind of order as well as being a, a, yes. a restriction it gives me yes totally um it gives me it gives me an orders because the ironic thing is i want to break free from that honor or from that order i mean right. graphic design is graphic design is i mean i love graphics but it's too much system in there but in a way 
I'm like a ticking bomb, you know, I'm ready to explode. <laughs> so, but that's a good thing, I guess. That's a good thing. I'm channeling my energy uh, to make something which I know is the breakthrough for me, at least personally, yeah, within that the constraint good, yeah. that I have. Yeah. So I, I guess it's okay. I'm just filling up my energy with good and bad, and it depends on the outcome. But I guess, I mean, maybe it's, I'm pretty sure it's a good outcome in my painting. For now, I'm just focusing on filling up that energy first, good or bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've actually got a, a an interesting take on that because I, I grew up in a mm. kind of cult in California. Yeah, I and, remember. And, you know, um, I left that religion when I was 20, mm. right? Um, but it also, there's so much, I've derived so much benefit from having grown up in it. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. And basically I it's order, you know, certain kinds of restrictions and orders you know and it wasn't the, the interesting thing is that it was um not uh, a large religion it wasn't catholicism mm. it wasn't even christian mm. really um but still it's a community it, exactly exactly and and there are certain sorts of uh cultural memes evolve mm. and restrictions where you're yes. supposed to behave behaviors where behaviors. you're supposed to behave oh, a certain right. way that's you know? the word i'm looking yeah. for yeah right so i agree so that's good so um after you went through the uh, MA, because you, you went to the mm -hmm. MA at uh, University of Brighton in, in the UK yes. uh, with yeah. me. And yes. after that, what have you learned about, and what's your opinion, frankly, of British art scenes and then, and then overall the kind of Anglo-American art scene? What do you think about Anglo it? Anglo-American. Um, I've seen a lot of Chinese, Chinese artists. That's my influence. So I look to them a lot compared to Western artists. So when I went to a British academy, the artwork there is much more daring, if I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, if I'm being honest. It's so much, it's, how do you say, oh, it's so diverse. It's so diverse. You have, like, all different mediums and textures, like, all you, you can feel everything. While, compared to my country, it's diverse as well, but you can see there's one pattern, just the same, so there's not much excitement anymore. But with Western art, you, I mean, like every single detail matters to you, the, how you present it. I think the quality, the presentation is is like, wow, oh, beautiful. The reason I specified Anglo-American and, and British as well is because even in comparison to like, for example, Iberian art where I'm at or French or, or obviously Italian is com a completely Italian. different world still. Italian's still based, yeah. Italy's still in the Renaissance. There's plenty of modern yeah. art there, but, but the the driving force in italy is traditional art really you know yeah and germany's yeah. germany's well germany's probably uh in sync with the anglosphere you know but anglosphere. that's what i thought yeah. <laughs> but Good. you know Goodness. the thing is the thing that i didn't really kind of like about what they uh put forth in the program was that they it seems like they do try to almost enforce abstraction and i saw that Ooh. with I, I actually had a question for you, and then also I saw um, Shaolin doing stuff. Uh, mm. And Shaolin's what's Shaolin's last name? Uh, Shaolin Zhang. Zhang, right? Shaolin Zhang, um, who's also a very good artist. Both of you guys, it seemed like you would experiment with abstraction, but I guess you already had done that before you were in yeah. the UK. No, actually, I mean, well, yeah, like one or two paintings, but not really into it. since uh, since I you know, in the MA that um, my mentor encouraged me more about, uh, encouraged me to make more paintings about abstraction rather than symbolism, actually. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't, 
don't mind. I mean, I don't have a problem at all with the with the institution because at least my mentor, at least my mentor really encouraged me to experiment with anything actually. But in the end, I I, I go with abstract because I'm fed up with the system in my own self. What did your mentor say about symbolism? He criticized more about the the viewer's perception in my painting. More like, uh, what do you want the viewers to to see in your paintings? Like, what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to think? And um, what else? Oh, I'm struggling that I that they said that I'm struggling with my own identity um, because um, the image the image the images that I painted was was you know it was like a half and half feel to it. So yeah. it's not completely it was it was it was not completely thorough but he also said that it's better it's better to you know it's better to fail interestingly rather than not do it at all so that's why I kept going uh your symbolist works are so strong i mean really? yeah i mean they're yeah, well you're the only man well, I mean, I obviously have a very different opinion for most people in that class anyway, so it, I'm not surprised if I'm the one who says something like that. But, but your uh, painting ability is so strong, and it's, it's definitely mm. in this, a similar vein to uh, Dali, but just without yeah, being – it's not derivative Dali. of Dali. There's just a real strength and beauty to the um, execution of your symbolist works where you'll have arms or people or heads or faces, and then they're combined with um, – Fields of abstraction and stuff. Yeah, I was more focused on the human senses when I'm painting my my uh, um, the images that I'm painting at the MA. I don't know why. I at least during the MA, um, uh, I researched some. I researched. Did you remember my presentation that I I looked upon this Chinese maximalism? Yes, absolutely. And, I thought and about then, that a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then you, I think you asked me what's the difference between maximalism and the Chinese maximalism. Right. Right. I, well, I didn't quite remember what I, what I answered last time, but I'm still working on it right now because I, well, well, there is a difference, but if I'm trying to, if, if I'm trying to put it correctly, the Chinese one, it's a bit more, it's a bit more, um, do you remember um, Rosie Allen's yeah. methodologies in, in her paintings that she's Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's like, not do not want to think and like let it go for some reason, but really zen out or something. Yeah, I mentioned that to uh, Susan Fine, so we spoke about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really? Exactly that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, I had, I mean, um, I had the same similarities doing doing that kind of method in the in the Chinese maximalism theory. So you don't really think because thinking is a very it's unsignificant in the theory, which I which I need in my practice right now actually. That's why I'm so so deeply connected to the to the Chinese maximalism theory. Uh that I'm, you know, still researching intensively right now. But um I don't know. Let's see how it goes because right now I'm still want to focus on abstract and I just want to play with colors because with colors you don't need to need to say anything. They just do it for themselves. Like like Nima's work. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I love how she's how she presented her colors. You know, I love how she presented her colors in her painting because it's so so honest. That's Mima so Chovankova. Yes, yeah. Mima. And so, what is the definition of Chinese maximalism, and how does it differ from uh, standard maximalism? I'm still working it out right now. Actually, I do not know the exact answer because I, well, I'm I don't have any enough research to answer it right now. But I think I think it's a it's a way the Chinese wants to preserve their tradition because um, it's it's connected to their to the calligraphy. I'd heard a really interesting thing said on uh, something, some kind of documentary about Ai Weiwei or some somebody like that. Ah, Ai Weiwei. Yeah. Did you see his exhibition? And um, I Roy I'm Cody gonna refrain. Arts? I'm gonna refrain from giving my opinion about him mm-hmm. <laughs> and his work. But what, what do you <laughs> okay, What do you think? We'll what do you think? That. I well, I think his. I mean, his works are very robust and very architectural because I think he has a. I oh I. I think he has an architectural background, but I don't know. Um, no, I, I expect more from him in his artworks, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see that. It didn't satisfy me enough. The quote that I heard was uh, that mm-hmm. it's really interesting, actually, because the Chinese are all of a sudden uh, adopting all of our Western art and architecture in this big giant mm. kind of gulp. They're just like in, I, I cons- think, yeah, consuming yeah, it like just crazy um, and, and interpreting it them for themselves. And that, yeah, yeah. and that the thing is that they don't perceive it necessarily to have a sort of time uh, sequence so that if they, if, if they accept a Jackson Pollock, they're going to accept it right along with a Michelangelo. I know, and I that, know. I and know. that it's all timeless. Just like we would do if we were to – if the West was to um, suddenly just take on everything Chinese, um, mm. we, we would mix the Chinese opera with uh, Ai Weiwei, for example. You know what I mean? Mm. We would take it all as Chinese. Right. You know? And they're know. doing the same thing with the West. Actually, I don't think we would do that, but I'm just saying that's what they're doing. I know, I know, I know. So, so – um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought that was really interesting. And what that says to me is like that this timeline, this uh, evolution that we saw and really mm. fetishized in the 20th century of figurative to abstract is mm. really only subjective, you know, and that we can actually still yeah. say, well, no, I mean, figurative work still matters. You know, beauty mm. still matters, as, I, as was my big thing in school. Beauty still matters. Mm. You know, skill still matters, which you have, by the yes. way. You know, you have great skill. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so do you. Like, oh, thanks. Not, well, not not as much. I mean, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. Well, I'm still learning too. Recently. Don't worry. <laughs> Is that um the one with the? I think I like your paintings a lot. No. Oh, worry. thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this girl. It's this what girl. It's called the ecstasy, and it's after. It's pretty much after an ecstasy of the virgin type thing. Where Let me open the you my face angel, <laughs> Archangel Michael or whatever is like announcing to Mary that she's pregnant or something like that. Ah. It's after that, although it's fairly abstracted or subdued, you know. Why are you suddenly um, interested in, I mean, for me, that's kind of a religious topic, though. Well, no, that's right. actually, it's not. it's not. In fact, this piece... I'm not being anti-religious, but this piece is completely stripped of religious connotation, no, no, and it's no, actually no, no. it's actually um, a sort of secularization of that topic of the exit. Ah. And that's, but actually, no, that's wrong. It's not a secularization, but it's it's a um, it's a new a new sacred, a new definition of sacred that's um, not necessarily 
in line with any kind of pre-existing uh, religion. Ah, the ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this one. The last yeah. one, I the last one was the 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 koi fish. Koi. Oh yeah, yeah. And the uh, um the one with the the white soul. I haven't seen this. Yeah, no, that's. Of, I um, love the white. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. That's that's of a statue in the an Art Nouveau statue. museum in in Barcelona. So you know what? Now that we're on the topic of religion, what um mm. what are your views on just generally religious extremism, and how does that play into your art? And not not spe oh. not specifying any specific religion necessarily, you know. God, it's uh, yeah. Where do I start? It's a lot. I oh man, it's like I re I really want to say something, but I have to be critical. I have to be critical as well, but I don't know if that offends people or not. But should I offend them or should I not? It's like so many, <laughs> so many things in my mind, you know, when it comes to paint on on any religious extremist, because it, it's like it will never end. It will never gonna end. Even I don't know, it's politically driven or not. I mean, I we can't be naive at this at this stage anymore. You know, it's not. I mean. I don't know, maybe, but it's it's a very very serious issues that I really want to eliminate in my life because the people that's been affected by those extremists are oh god really doing you know well I have a specific word for this it's blasphemous. Is your art at all concerned with with blasphemy? Yes. The, the idea. I mean, yeah. I really want to. I really want to, you know, um, talk more about politics in my painting to really, you know, give people a punch. But, but I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, the sense of urgency in my painting will it will it translate to them or not? Or I'm still struggling with that. So that's why. I mean. I said to you earlier because I'm still a newcomer in this art world and maybe it's not a good time right now to be painting one of those topics because I, I really want to, you know, strengthen my foundations first. So either it's abstract or another symbolism, I don't care, but it's just a transition before I, I really want to get into art about politics. Mm -hmm. It's it's a long way though to be making those kind of artwork, but one separate. I don't, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush with my. Guess what about devotion? Have you made any uh, any paintings that are that are devotional? No, not at all. No. No, I'm not interested in in that. No. No. Nope. Uh, can you describe the meaning of? The abstract painting with the red hand in it. That's, um, that's actually um, a task from my university university painting class about. How, okay, please describe yourself in a painting. At that time, I was only only concerned about the colors that I that I want to communicate. I used all of my favorite colors in there, but but in the I think I think you've heard this before though. But it's okay. I'll, I'll tell it again. Um, I used all of my favorite colors. Um, I don't want any specific images in the painting to describe or label myself, so I went with abstract. But in the end, when I when I 
when I use all of my favorite colors, like turquoise, blue, green. Um, in the end, I just not despise it, but I just don't like it because, uh, I don't know. It's like I'm bearing it all. I'm bearing it all, mm-hmm. which is a new feeling for me, actually. I mean, I know artists are supposed to be, you know, narcissistic and everything. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's you, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, be yourself or whatever. But I don't know. like if I if I use my favorite colors, I will I lose a part of me, and I don't want people to see me. You know, I leave that. I leave that. At least I leave that for myself. I mean, a little piece for myself. If that makes sense. Yeah, like so you, you maintain just, a piece of yourself that's private. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah as, as a private one because I'm not very open. I'm not very open and I'm very sensitive with my, my work. So you don't have, I mean, like you don't have to see, I mean, viewers don't have to see, you know, everything about me. You don't have to know everything about me. Just I just want you to know like like half of me or something. That's that's why I don't I don't really like the overall painting but it's a it's a lesson for me and but maybe in in the next 10 years i'll change but we'll just see (laughs) that's really interesting that you mentioned that you you think that you want to or you should keep part of yourself private because it seems like we live in an age where everything is just i was thinking about that this morning yeah we're so overexposed now exactly so overexposed like i shouldn't tell you everything about me and i don't know yeah especially with social media yeah i mean come on (laughs) yeah 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 and i you know if you watch like uh interviews of celebrities from the 90s or the 80s or whatever it's like or even back to the 60s the interviewer will be like just interrogating the person about all their these personal uh details about their life and and back then in that era, um, it was expected that the um, person being interviewed would just reveal right. everything. But why should they? Yeah, you know? why should they? You know, I agree. I agree. We don't have to do that. Yeah, and then it, it just, and then it ties in with this whole era of narcissism. You mentioned narcissism. Yeah, yeah. It's just really beginning now with social media, and people take pictures of I themselves know. endlessly, and God. they post endless pictures of themselves endlessly. on Facebook. And it's just I like, know. it's like, how God, many pictures of yourself it. can you take? And how many times can you post it on Facebook? And you see these people and it's like, it's like their life has to be on Facebook in order for there to be that many pictures on Facebook. I know. It's like, they need, they need the status or acceptance or anything. I don't know. Like social acceptance or, or something. Yeah. God. I'm like, if it's just like one or two pictures of, of me, you know, in a, in a Japanese temple, that's okay, but yeah. not in different poses. Come on. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And I, I think, yes. I think when I see people that just endless pictures of themselves, I just think, well, I mean, that's just proof that you don't actually have the life that you're purporting to have. have the life. I know, I know, I know. I <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But I I wonder what the future holds for us after this era of narcissism because it's just crazy, you know. I know. And we all fall into it a little bit, you know. If you use social media, you can't help but fall into it a little bit because you start liking when people um, give you comments and likes and stuff like that. But then you think, what are these likes worth, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I know. know. So I think it's it's very important for us to maintain the the privacy in our lives you know just make it balanced you don't have to like overexpose anything you can upload things but i think just maintain a balance yeah. at least for me and that seems to it mm-hmm. sounds like it's played into your art too yeah i guess 
But I don't know. What do you think? Should I, you know, you know, bear it all? Being honest. I mean, I know an artist should be honest to to make it, you know, in the art world. No, absolutely not. I don't think you need to at all. I I think that mm-hmm. you need to try to, you know, make number one. You think uh, you know that I think art is mm. is for beauty, you know, and try yeah. to make something beautiful. I, I mean, do you, yeah, how much right. was Michelangelo? I keep using Michelangelo, but why not use Michelangelo? Uh, how much was Michelangelo exposing himself in his art? I mean, the only time that I can really see that he did expose himself was when he, he sh- has a picture of his own skin, like hanging right. from somebody's holding his own skin or something in, in the, right. the last judgment thing in the Sistine Chapel. But otherwise than that, I don't yeah. see too many so- references to himself, you know? And I think there's a dignity. That's what I sensed. Mm. That's what I've sensed in your art. There's a dignity, a dignity yeah. to your art where you do keep a reserve, you know? In fact, with uh, your last pieces that you showed at the at the end, the final exhibition, those seem mm. very reserved. Like I could not read them at all, almost. Yeah. Really, yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> you can't read them. What, what did you think? What what were they meant that's, to be like? That's that? kind of actually no no yeah 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 you got it actually that's that that was my point in making those paintings. I don't I don't want to you know I don't want people to. To think, I just want them to feel. So I didn't put anything, any messages, any secret messages, or anything. So I think you got it. Congratulations! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Actually, I know, like, like so many people, like so many people are like, oh yeah. I mean, like, is this about this? Is this about that? Is this about you know, um, extremists and everything? Like, but anyway, <laughs> it's not about anything. <laughs> But it's okay. I guess the the ambiguity that I want to portray in the paint last paint, it worked out because people can't really you know see where I'm going with those with the, the with the last three. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any That's painting it. since then? Oh no, not at all. You've been on the move ever too much, since, right? <laughs> yeah. Ever since I come back from I mean from the UK and get back from Jakarta, I've been swamped with work. I I didn't make one single painting at all. Oh, how sad. What, what, is, what are you doing? If you don't mind me asking, what are you doing? You said work. What, what kind of work? Graphics? Uh, yeah, still in graphics, but mostly I'm, I'm, I'm working in my, my family's company right now. No, that's cool. Yeah, are you doing graphics for them? Or no? Yes, oh, the awesome. graphic part. Oh, wow, that's good. Part, so the design. Do you have everything. like a separate graphics company or what do you, how do you? Uh, no, no, no. That? In one company, in one company. That's really cool. It's not different. Yeah, but I do I do a lot of freelance, mostly illustration, mostly illustration. Uh, but that's just about it. But God, work is really, really, really taking my time. So I don't have the freedom. I don't have the freedom anymore like I used to in the UK. You know. So well, but it's okay because I'm, you know, like I told you before, I'm filling up my energy with. Good vibes and bad vibes, bad vibes, and I'll just pray it out later if I get a studio. That's good. So, that's good. Yeah. All right. So what I want to do, what I want to do now is, um, uh, we're gonna take a break, but um, and mm-hmm. then and then we'll start hour two. But if you okay. if you could please give out your uh, mm-hmm. your um, website address or any way that people can access your art, that would be really oh, helpful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I do have one. Don't worry. So what is your what is your uh, um, website address? Um, well, not exactly uh, an address. Flickr. 
all my portfolios in there, um, my paintings, and I think my best ones. Um, it's at Tiara Budiendra. Just search Tiara Budiendra at Flickr. It's, it's quite easy. Okay, cool. So Tiara but, is yeah. T-I-A-R-A. And then yeah, Budiendra like is the crown. B-U-D-I-E-N-D-R-A. B-U-D-I-E-N-D-R-A. Yeah. Budiendra. Yes. Okay, good. Budiendra. That's a cool name. All right. Yep. Thank you for listening to Hour One of Jesse Wall Radio's interview with artist Tiara Budiendra. Members can access Hour Two of this show in the Members Archive at jessewall.com. If you haven't yet considered becoming a member of Jesse Wall Radio, please click on the subscribe link in the top navigation bar at jessewall.com where you can register for access to the Members Archive where both hours of all shows are available. Thanks again for listening to Jesse Wall Radio, where we keep on peering further and further behind the veil of esoteric iconology and symbolism with a new show every week. Farewell until next time.